You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. We had a wonderful time from Sunday to Wednesday. I'd like to encourage you, please, if you went in the meetings and even if you were, to please get the tapes and listen to what the Holy Spirit you know, brought to us through our dad, Dr. Kaonozo. I believe it will bless you. I believe it will strengthen you. I believe it will really help your Christian work. And like we remember, the theme was um, Ecclesia 001, Learning Christ. Praise the Lord. And this morning, um, I trust God to help us, to take us, you know, so that what we've learned will be established. Praise God. And that we can be solid in the faith, stand strong. And I just bring a meditation that uh, I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to help me to communicate in the way that only He can. Because I believe um, it will bless you, it will bless me as well. It's already blessing me. So I, I want to begin to ask a question. And the question is this, if one becomes a Christian by new birth, that's how we become Christians, isn't it? You must be born again, okay? If that is the way we become Christians, how do we advance as Christians? If Christianity is by birth, then how is advancement how does um yeah advancement uh movement continuation how is it done sorry by by the word yes okay thank you for that let's use that scripture now the bible says as newborn what should you do desire the sincere milk of the world that what may happen that you may grow thereby. The word I'm looking for is grow. Grow. If something is born, then what happens? It grows. Praise the Lord. If you're born again here, just wave your hand to me. You know you're born again. I congratulate you. Praise the Lord. Because all you now need to do is to grow. Are you with me? All you need to do is to grow. Praise the Lord. Let's get to the Bible, Ephesians 4. We took it as text with that from verse 17 to 24. I read. It says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer work as the rest of the Gentiles work in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to walk all uncleanness with greediness but you have not so learned christ if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in jesus that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Praise the Lord. In this place where that took the main text from, we see from verse 17, the apostle Paul begins to say things to us. He says, therefore I say to you and testify in the Lord that you should no longer do what? Work as the rest of the Gentiles work in the futility of their mind, with the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. He went on and on and said, we shouldn't do this anymore. Why? Because that is not what we learned from Christ. Praise the Lord. Now, the Christian, we understand from uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, says, he that is in Christ is what? A new creation, all things are what? passed away behold all things have become new praise god so in that statement there is something that is can i say past tense okay he that is in christ is what a new creation 
That new creation is not something that is going to happen. It's something that has what? Taking place already. The same way we said you become a Christian by new birth. So you get born again. Your born again experience is in the past. Am I right? You got born again sometime, some of us 20 years ago, some of us, you know, a few months ago. But that has happened. Praise God. Now, in that 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, this person is a new creation. And what happens now? All things have passed away. Behold, what happens now? All things become new. Now, take note of the word new. Things are new, right? Praise God. So we are taking note of the word grow, and we are taking note of another word, word, new. Now, what happens when you have something new? Even something as basic as new shoes. I can almost tell if I see somebody wearing new shoes. Why? The work is a bit awkward. Am I right? Because the shoes are yours, you have them, but you know what? You have to grow you see, the shoe, you, you, you have to contour the shoe over time to work with your gait and your steps. Are you with me? So immediately, you don't become perfect in it. Is someone following me this morning? Now, the enemy has fought many Christians because when they genuinely get born again, when they genuinely have the salvation experience, they sometimes imagine that the child who is a human being, a newborn baby is a human being, isn't it? Idea on the sax is also a human being, isn't it? Now, can a newborn baby play the sax for us like I did played it? But they're both human beings. Now, if you and I placed a demand on the newborn baby and tested that newborn baby on playing saxophone, what would be the result? He can't play it, but human beings play saxophone. Praise the Lord. Now, between the time of that newborn baby and the idea on the sax that plays saxophone, you know what has gone on? A process of growth, a process of advancement had followed one after the other until he got to the process where he is. Now, many believers are looking at themselves and maybe they're newborn babes. And when they look at someone playing sax spiritually, they look at it and they conclude that something is wrong with them. But this morning I've come to say there is nothing wrong with you. If you have been born well, all you need to do is continue to grow. Is someone hearing me? We said learn Christ. And I thank God for even the word learn. The word learn is not automatic. How many of us learned the multiplication table? How many of us remember those exercise books that had behind it the multiplication table? How many of us remember in class after you're supposed to have crammed it and you see, see seven times three and you're wondering and then you turn back again, isn't it, to refresh and the thing looked like you would never know it. Can you imagine? Seven times three. You know, two times two is easy. Four times two is easy. But when they get to those odd numbers, it becomes, I mean, so we, you, we need the back of, you know, is it union exercise book or whatever? In, to help us. Now, what it was was this. It was a process of growth. You know, if you have a child in primary one now, and you come and you're just calling out the figures like that, the child will just give up. Say, what's going on here? You mean you know these things just like that? The child will give up. Now, imagine placing a demand or that child judging himself or herself because he cannot call out the results of the multiplication table like you. Immediately, he or she will become what? Discouraged and disqualify himself. But you see, it has been made by God that this is how you become a Christian. You're born. And why is that so? Because the picture and the example for you to follow is right before your eyes. You see babies are born. When babies are born, they can't see. You know that? They can't talk. They can make sound, but they can't talk. They can cry. They can't talk. Okay? And then what else? They can't walk. They can't even sit down. Now, all of you seated here are advanced babies because you can sit. So if you bring out a newborn baby and you say to the baby, baby, sit down now, let's talk. You see, you almost conclude you didn't give birth to a human being because this person can't sit down, this person can't talk, 
This person can't, you, you move your hands. This person can't even see your hands. But you see, he is as much a genuine human being as you. What has happened is that you have gone through the process of time. And that baby you're looking at that can't sit down, that can't talk, that can't do any of those things, might become a NASA scientist in 25 years' time. All that needs to happen is that that baby has to be guided in a direction. This morning I've come to encourage somebody that what you need to give attention to is direction, not point in time. Are you with me? If any man be in Christ, Christ is a location. Christ is a movement. Christ is a direction. In fact, Christ is a life altogether. Now, in that life, there are dimensions to it. Just like all of us now, I believe most of us here live in Abuja, right? Now, some of us live in Abuja, but what we know about Abuja is maybe your office, your house, your house, your office. But there are some people who in this Abuja can buy you and sell you and, you know, do all kinds of things. It's the same Abuja, but they've mastered it to a dimension that, you see, they can even, they just dealing with you, they make profit from you. Why? Because they've taken it to another level. They've learned it more than you. Both of you are resident here. Now, the same way it is in this walk with God. So that began to teach us how Christ must be our example, how Christ must be who we follow, how Christ must be who we, you know, uh, pursue after. And very true. But now, when you say the word follow, it involves process. When you say the word learn, it involves process. All of that is saying what matters is your day by day decisions. It's your one minute after the one minute decisions. The choices you're making, are they in the right direction? Because you see, you must understand this. The way this works is this. Galatians 4.19, the apostle Paul was speaking. And he made a statement talking about the church then that he was talking to. He said, my little children, what am I doing? I'm laboring, I'm praying, I'm laboring that what will happen? That Christ is formed in you. I'm laboring so that you come to fullness. Message says, do you know how I feel right now? And will feel until what? Christ's life becomes what? Visible in your lives. So Christ's life is in you the moment you get born again. Praise the Lord. Now, the work and the process is until that life does what? Becomes seen in you. It becomes visible in you. It becomes manifest in you. And the old life is no longer there. So you are a Christian, but from time to time, words come out of your mouth that, you know, is words that you didn't learn from Christ, just like we're looking at. Praise God. What should that do? That shouldn't make you say you're not a Christian, but it should provoke you. Praise the Lord. To wonder with direction. Now, you say those words today, by all means, don't kill yourself. But you shouldn't say those words tomorrow. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? You're growing. You're advancing. That's what you should do. Why? Because the turn, the direction of your life has been altered. Once the Bible says we were darkness, but now are we what? Light. So when I was darkness, this was my value. This was my default mode. But now I'm light. It should surprise me if I see darkness. And when I see what should I do, I should now make effort to push in the opposite direction. Where there's a challenge and where we come to question, because this explains what the Apostle John was writing when he says, He that knoweth God does not sin. Then he now goes and says, If you sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Do you understand? Sometimes it can be a bit confusing. Why? Because you see, Christ cannot sin. But you see, you're not Christ. You have been born now as a baby Christ. And you are to grow into Christ. Is someone getting what I'm saying? I got a new phone, you know, recently. And I'm missing my old phone. You know why I'm missing my old phone? I'd mastered my old phone. The new phone now, when I want to send, I cancel. When I want to cancel, I send. You see, it's a better phone than my old one. But the only problem is that what? In this new phone, I'm a baby. But in my old phone, I was mature. So I knew how to play along, you know, and get what I wanted from me. But in this new one, 
I don't know how, so I'm always frustrated. I'm wishing that they didn't do a new one. But the problem isn't with the phone. The problem is what? It's with my process, my advancement. So from time to time, I see something that I thought was a problem, and I see that it was designed to make the enjoyment of the phone better for me. So I'm repenting as the days go by. Now, the same way for you and I as Christians, there are things that are in the Word of God, in the life of Christ, that have been deposited for you and I. As long as you don't push on to experience, to learn these things, they will look like you that, to you like they were designed to frustrate you. They were designed to make life difficult for you. How many of us, the moment you got born again, immediately liked the scripture that said, love your enemies? How many even now still don't like it? <laughs> okay, for those who are in church, you see. So recently the Lord taught us why. It's an advantage. You see, if someone is your enemy, what does he want to do? He wants to hurt you, right? And if you want to treat him like your enemy, what do you want to do? You want to hurt him even before he hurts you, right? The mafia way. Praise God. But if you're now a Christian and the Christian says what? Love your enemies. Pray for those who what? Despitefully use you. Now, what begins to happen is this. As you mature in this work, you begin to see several things. Your enemy wants to hurt you. He's your enemy. And God says you should love this enemy and pray for him. The question is this. If this enemy, my God has said I should love him and he wants to hurt me. Why is he saying that? The knowledge of God will help you understand that no one can hurt you unless God permits it. And the Bible says, and we know that all things do what? They work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And then we also understand also that the scripture has many examples where for many times what people intended for evil, for the people of God, what? Turned around for good. And the only way they could make sure that they enjoyed the maximum benefit was that they did not feel ought against these people. So we have someone like Joseph as an example. All that his brothers planned to do against him, what did he plan to do against them in return? He just did them good. Can I tell you something about that story? If Joseph was planning vengeance upon his brothers, he would have died and we wouldn't hear about him. Do you know that? You know why? Because the only reason God was going to bless him was to bless his brothers. Now, the Christian that is busy fighting and, you know, trying to be more mean or more, more uh, destructive or more whatever word you can use, doesn't know God. He, he's a baby. And it's a process. I mean, that's what we're learning this morning, okay? It's a process. Because by the time you come out, and you're saying, let them fall and die. Or, you know, let, let this person never prosper. I will cause you, you will never marry because you abandoned me. You promised and you failed. You see, when you release those things into the atmosphere, you compound your life because you bring yourself into an environment that you can't defend. You bring yourself into a place where God didn't send you. You see, your nature is love. Your strength is in love acts. Your safety is in love things. Understand what I'm saying? So now, if you don't understand all of this at a stage, you might go through it. I, I remember as a young Christian, as a young Christian, I read that passage that said, um, if your eye will cause you to sin, what should you do? If your right hand will cause you to sin, what should you do? Cut it off. I know immediately the people I thought of. I thought of my relatives. I started thinking, okay, this relative must never come to my house. I think his ways are like this. This relative must never come near me. I think uh, he's involved in this. I, are you getting what I'm saying? But when I read it now, I don't see my relatives. I'm looking inside my heart. You see, it's progress. Is someone getting it now? So for many Christians also, when they go to the word of God, they are looking for their enemies outside of them. But as you mature, you see that the devil doesn't need to hire expatriates. The enemies are home-based. They're local staff. They're inside of you. You on your own, they lock you up. You're enough of an enemy to yourself. So you're busy looking for enemies that are in the village. You know, the, the most popular prophecy for a lot of people is that mother-in-law, father-in-law, someone in the village. That's for baby Christians. As you mature as a Christian, anytime somebody starts telling you some people, someone, a pastor came some time ago and called me and said, Pastor Ikenna, I see, I see all the people around you, but you have to be very careful. You have to be very careful. I see that uh, there is betrayer, there is this. I was pitying him because I'd gone past that level. You know, there's a level where you're at. 
You know, you're looking for trouble all around. Right? But when you know who you are, when you know who you worship, he said the name of the Lord is what? What who should do that? The righteous. You get an understanding. You begin to perceive the way the whole thing fits in. Are you with me? You face trouble. What's your immediate response? Is it, ah, the enemy has come. You know, several times people come and this thing, they always tell people, Pastor, I have a problem. Pastor, this problem, I know I have it. He said, what's the problem? It's almost happened and failed. What's the name they call that thing? Near success syndrome. Ah, they've used it to finish people. Near success syndrome. Now, 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 now. <laughs> it will excite you for a time. Everybody's ears are open. Let me hear. They promised me and then just denied before they will cancel it. They promised me, listen to me. When God ordains it, no devil, no man, even if it rains on the paper. Listen, if I write you a genuine check eh, and rain beats it, if you pick up that check and dry it, if you go to the bank, they will pay you. There is nothing like near success. When it is your own, it will come to pass. And when you believe it's near success, you enter into bondage. Are you with me? You see, who is he that decrees and it comes to pass? Unless the Lord has spoken it. When the Lord's time, it's near success because the time hasn't come. It's also possible that way because you're failing some processes in the, in the journey. Mommy Che has told you here and, you know, said that every time she's expecting something and she puts too much hope in that particular process, it won't happen. Why? Because God is a jealous God. Every one of us here as children of God, God wants to teach us something. So if at any point you don't learn the lesson, if they ask you, now a question, like I said, seven times three, right? If they ask me seven times three, and because I've answered 70 times, and I'm answering 22, 19, 23, should they suddenly pass me? Until I say 21, isn't it? So it's like that, not because the enemy is fighting. It's like that because you need to go and find out what is that thing that is tripping me. It's not the devil. I mean, how can you attribute to the devil so much power? And I can understand that for someone who is not born again. But if you're born again, the devil that can't stop your salvation, he has lost all. The greatest battle ever fought over you was the day you got born again. The greatest battle. And if the Holy Spirit gave you victory on that day, there's no devil that can stop anything. It's kid's mentality. I don't know. I think it's from my, my father married three wives. The third one flies in the night. She eats stone and vomits meat. You know, people concur all kinds of things. You know, no, it's proof of underdevelopment. As you grow and you look into the world, you see the certainty of God's plans. When God says something, it happens. Praise the Lord. So I want us as believers this morning to see that you and I, having been born again, there's a process of growth. And what, you know, helped me catch that was when dad was teaching us, I think it was on Wednesday. And he said, look at, you are working, I'm working. Most of our children are working. If they were able to document, I wish scientists would put a chip, would be able to put a chip on a newborn baby, so that we can count how many times a child falls when learning to walk before that child is able to walk. I don't know how it can be counted, but I'm sure it will be in hundreds. And that same child is falling. No mother, no father, no parent who say, this child you're falling too much will buy you a wheelchair. Have you seen that before? Nobody does that. You know why? Because you know that this child will do what? I'm not professor, I'm telling you, you will be holy. You will be right. You will stop telling lies. You see, it's level. Every time you tell a lie, if you ask yourself, does Christ lie? Then you get up again. Is somebody getting what I'm trying to say? He said, you have not so learned. Not, it's not automatic. Because that's what discourages a lot of I don't know about you, but if something is impossible, I don't bother trying. And that's what's affecting a lot of people. In fact, a lot of people are not born again because they say to themselves they don't want to be hypocrites. Because they look at this life. They look at you. Maybe they're your neighbors and they look at you. Fine man like this. Every time, just you and your wife. No, no side. No conquer, No nothing. Just you. And the guy says, I can't. You know, the guy says, I know that's the life I, I should live. But 
I don't want to disappoint God. No. It is he that works in you, both to will and to what? And to accomplish, to do, to fulfill of his own, own good pleasure. It says where sin abounds, grace abounds what? Much more. Everything in the kingdom, once you have been born, there's grace for it. Like I said, the real battle is before you start. That's why many of us, when we see people who are not born again, we tell them, stop smoking. You're womanizer, stop womanizing. You're wasting your, your effort. It's like telling a dog, stop backing. Speak English, speak French. Dog, let me teach you French. Backing is no longer in vogue. You have to convert the dog to a human being first before you start teaching it English. You understand what I'm saying? So the same way you and I must understand, that's the way it works. You become born into it and then you grow. And why we're learning what we're learning is this. Number one, I don't know whether I should use the word, it shouldn't surprise you when you fail, but it should make you know it's not you. If possible, we can use such a word. So for someone here now, you're in church today, and you beat your wife, you should know when it's time for prayer, you should say to that beast, get out of me. You're born again. Your hands are to nourish her, not to harm her. Praise God. Yes, to nurture her. It's not to harm her. She might be disobedient and heady and all of that, but those hands are to tend to her. If you have a sprained arm, you don't break it. You massage it into coming back to health. So that wife, when she's unruly, you massage her into, you buy her a gift into obedience. And the wife say, Benny. And when the mouth of the wife starts running, she should remember that word, her mouth has been sanctified. You shouldn't speak at a speed that is dangerous to your life. You know there's overspeeding in driving and there's overspeeding in talking. And the Bible says in the multitude of words, they are wanted not words, sin. So when you just start, ba, 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 you should tell yourself, no, I'm born again. I'm a queen. You remember Queen Eliza? You know, when your husband is provoked, you don't go like this and remove and tie a girl on your head. You stand like this. Say, yes, sir. Why? Because the spirit of Christ... <laughs> dwells in you now if you failed last time such a situation arose pray that next time you won't because the child that falls gets up and tries to walk again and let me tell you the way it works when the enemy knows that you won't give up pressing forward he will give up on you but when you say this is impossible it's not true you believe in a lie because you're born again the seed has been in you. I know the interesting thing is that that's how God made his whole world. I was thinking about it. I was coming down. And do you know sunrise? Sun is brightest at what time? Midday. At a point, the sun is almost like a bluish black. Then it's changing. It's changing, isn't it? And it gets brighter and brighter. Everything God has put in our system, he does it to do gradually. The change just happens. I mean, for some situations, there might be immediate automatic change, like you told us about you. But for some people, theirs may not be the same. But there are things in your life that won't be that automatic. The way it does is this. You want to grow any fruit. It's process. It's process. That's how God has made his world. And you and I are born into the kingdom and we are to endure process. We are to look forward to process. That's why I say, let's take that hymn. It says, daily, daily, I'm pressing on. So I came to church and I begged this Sunday. Next Sunday, between Sunday and Sunday, I will purpose that when I come to church next time, I will not beg. If I come to church and beg and plan that till December, I'll be begging. You see, it means the seed is not in me. Because if you drop seed on the ground and go and come back, and go and come back, after some time, what will you see? You will see it what? Sprouting. You see it coming up because there's something buried. For a time, it will look as if there's nothing there. So for someone here, you're born again, I've come to tell you, it will work. No, it will work. It will work. Don't be surprised at your failures, but you must take them seriously. You must disagree with them. You must say, this is not supposed to be. This is illegal. I never really understood for a time in my life, the job of lawyers and things like that. I mean, the constitution is there. The police are there. If you break the law, let them just punish you. But I didn't understand that what is true has to be argued. 
And then what is false can be argued better and win the truth. That's why we have to pray for lawyers. Pray that they get briefs that are true. Because any brief they get, they take. I hope you know that. You don't take any brief. Okay, hallelujah. <laughs> so please, lawyers, don't take any brief. Just only take the ones you argue truth. Because what I'm saying this is this. Something happens to you. How do you process it? I'm a Christian. You do something on Christian. How do you sit down and say, Abba, after all, Bishop Soso did it in 1715. And the judgment of the people was that he's our father. He cannot sin. So if Bishop can do it and get away with it, what happens if boy boy does it? You can argue like that. But you can say no. This is unbecoming of me. Why should I be found like this? It's like what happens when you dress up in Lagos. I use Lagos a lot. How many worked in Lagos at the time? You see, in Lagos, by the time you're leaving your house, there's no sunrise. And most times you don't have electricity. So you leave your house in darkness. So you wear white shirt, okay? And come out of the house, okay? <laughs> by the time you're seeing the white shirt well, you're already in the office and you see that the moi moi you ate yesterday. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, <laughs> nobody discovers such a thing and is boasting. When you discover it, you're busy at your table the whole day. Every, you say, I'm busy, I have, a, I have a report to... You just don't want to write so they'll see the mark. It's the same way when a Christian sins. The light comes and you say, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Then you feel shame. You feel what the Bible calls godly sorrow. And what happens? Godly sorrow leads to what? Repentance. And what does the Bible say? It says, let us repent and be converted. That what will happen? Times of refreshing may come from... The, that's the process. That's the process. That's a process. We miss it. We repent. We acknowledge, oh, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done this. Oh, this is not me. I shouldn't have done this. This son like Christ. This son like me. Okay, you repent. You feel godly sorrow. Immediately what happens is that grace comes. Next time such a thing comes, you scale it. And then even the scripture that the Bible says that you may be comforted and be able to comfort those who are being what? Tried in the same. What that happens is when someone now comes to you and says, a, a brother or sister, this is the problem or you laugh. You see, I experienced it, but this is the victory. I somebody getting what we're saying. So, so that's the way God has said it. Why? It, do you know in, in the scriptures, our Lord Jesus Christ used the word, follow me, follow me, over 20 times, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Follow me. And what does the word follow me mean? It means trace me. It means walk in my direction. You don't become him immediately. Remember what he said to Peter. He said to Peter, you know, uh, I think it was last chapter of John. He said to Peter, at a point in your life, you call the shots, you know. But a time will come that you stretch forth your hands and say what? Lead me and I will do what? I will follow. And that was what happened. At the beginning of Peter's journey, remember when he denied Christ before the servant girls. Now history has it, you know, Bible scholars and uh, historians have it, that Peter, how did Peter die? When they were going to crucify him, he said, you can't even crucify me upside, the normal side. Crucify me upside down. I'm so devoted to my master and I want to die honoring his mastership over me. So crucify me the other way. Now somebody that was saying I didn't know him is now saying I know him so much that don't even honor me by killing me the way he was killed. No, let me die in a lesser, you know, uh, with lesser dignity. Why? Because he has what? Grown. He has grown. And that's what Christianity is about. It's about growth. Where the danger is, people of God, is where you're not growing. It's where you're not growing. So you come in, this is August 2018. In the beginning of this year, everything about you, we look at you today, the same thing. Why that is dangerous is this? Because I made a point here which, which I need to clarify. Why lack of growth is very dangerous is this. Because direction... It's almost everything. I remember also as a pupil in school, you know, where they have form master's um, remarks. In some subjects, they'll say above average, above average, 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 some satisfactory, right? And some they say improving. Now, if you go back to your life and look, you'll find out that many cases, those subjects that had you improving, at the end you did better in them than the ones that were above average. Because you see, improving is direction. If somebody is above average and he's here, and you are improving and you're making progress, today he might be ahead of you. Tomorrow he might be ahead of you. But one year from now, because you are making progress, 
you'll be farther from that person. And that's what the Christian work is about. That's why the Bible says, let him that thinks he stands, do what? Take heed lest he fall. There is no standing in Christianity. The apostle Paul, after all of his experiences, he didn't say to us, I'm now the archdeacon of the bishopry of all their pastors. The apostle um, emeritus and the, he didn't put on that title. He said, what thing I do, forgetting what? The things which are behind. I'm pressing forward. That's a Christian. A Christian is always pressing forward, no matter where you find him, until the day he dies. That's the only way he can be sure you make heaven. That's the only way. You have to be making progress. And, and why is that so? Because if you are not consciously trying to make progress, you know you enter into another office. You enter into the office that the Bible calls the office of judge. When you now sit down and analyze him, look at the way he's sitting. He can't be anointed. If you pray this morning, you won't be feeling sleepy in church. You see, he has gone through experiences, so he knows a lot. But you see, because he doesn't see what he needs to know, and he's not seeing what he needs to change, he now has knowledge beyond his use. So he's using that knowledge instead of advancing himself to where God wants him to be. He's now using that knowledge to uh, mark everybody's script. He looks at you, he marks you, say the way, look at the type of shirt he wore to church. He do, has no honor for God. He looks at another person and say, look at the way you're singing. Ah, sing loving your neighbor. Don't just be shouting like that. You see, the knowledge has become too much. Whereas all knowledge is for humility. The Bible says study to be quiet, isn't it? All knowledge is to improve yourself. To advance yourself. You see, everything God reveals to you is so that you can make progress. The average Christian thinks that when they get a revelation, they're looking for people. Let me share. No, no. You see, you see, the Bible tells us all that Jesus began both to do and then to what? Uh -huh. It's first of all for you to what? To do. And then as you do it, people will look at you and say, brother, I need help in this area. Then you can share with them. But not that you call them small boys, sit down. Sit down, sit down. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you see, it's because you're not writing your own exam. If you're writing your exam every day, and you see, you'll be amazed if you understand this, how many things you still need to learn. You know, you just look at yourself, you think, I mean, after 15 years, after 10 years, I've gotten it all together. Let the light of God shine in your heart. You will see envy. You see impatience. You see pride. I mean, there was a time I used to think I was very humble, you know. I used to think I was very humble. You know, like that has also told us here. He said, when you say, announce you're humble, then he mentioned, I used to think many years ago. So I, I think it was Brother Rap. I can't remember what he said, I get connected. I, I said, this man is proud. And the man was not the person in front. I said, this man, I mean, the Lord just opened my eyes and I saw pride. And I said, thank you, Lord. Because see, that's how somebody, you know, you know, in those days where, where I worked, I don't know about you, sometimes my boss would give me my um, appraisal script and say, appraise yourself. How many do they do that for? If they do that thing for you, you're in trouble. No? <laughs> you know, so she'll give it to me and say, you know, I, I can appraise yourself. That's how I would have just gone and been appraising myself anyhow. But when he brought out a dimension to it, I said, oh, so, so this is pride. The truth, people of God, is this. The Christian walk is day by day growth. And if you're still on this side of eternity, you haven't become it all. It's because there's something that is still there for you to learn. And for those who are very weak, I want to let you know that the man that is flying a .747 today was once a baby that couldn't see. What that does for you and establishes for you is that no height is impossible. Because some people come to church and have settled that they can never amount to any, God can never use them. The devil is a liar. The person God is using was once lower than you. Every person came into Christianity by birth. Nobody was adopted as a mature. Nobody, you know, some people walk around and they think they're gifts to the kingdom. One of these days, I read a passage in Ezekiel where it says, How I found you in the pool of your blood. And nobody wanted to touch you. I took you and I washed you. That's how all of us came in. You see, everyone you see in the kingdom, because you see, the, the anointing comes, the mercy of God comes, the glory of God covers a man, and he speaks so boastfully and so arrogantly that when you sit and hear him, you just say, I, if God had created me like another God. But no man is God. Every man, truly born again, was born as a child. 
and developed every day. He once struggled with lying. He once struggled with unforgiveness. He once struggled with it. Even if all those virtues are his now, he once struggled with them. And God gave him victory. The same God is able to give you victory. The same God. Why? Because the nature is already in you. Thank God the Bible says, now walk out what? Your salvation. Take the word walk out. When I say do you walk out as a man, what do you think I'm saying? Are you going to the gym to what? To bring out muscle that we can't see. So we begin to see it, isn't it? That's it. Walk out means it's already there. What should you do? Walk it out. Walk it out. And the easiest way to walk out anything is to be consistent about it. So this morning you've come to church. I want you to understand. Make a steady progress. Make a steady progress about everything in your life that is Christ-like. Say, this is who Christ is. Okay, you try today, you get back home, you fall on your knees, you lie in your bed, you say, I miss it here, I miss it here, and you ask God, please, I don't want to miss it again. You go out tomorrow and you try. It's like winning souls. How many have won someone to Christ before? Let me see your hand. You've never won someone to Christ, and you hear people, somebody says, you know, I read, I think there was one man that said he never goes to sleep, that one night he was about to sleep, and he remembered he hadn't won someone. He got on the street. You read such stories and you faint before you even start. But you see, even if now, when you see someone and you want to talk about Christ, sweat, you know, starts from the top of your head. How many are at that level? You want to tell somebody about Christ, but sweat is coming from the top of your head and your feet. And all of a sudden, you think everywhere is shaking. Listen, it's a stage. You grow out of it. Keep trying. One day you find yourself, before you know it, the thing will just come out of you. Are you born again? So I'm sorry. The person says, no, I would like to be born again. I've been actually, oh, you say, ah, this thing works so. And you open your mouth. What happens immediately is that the fear is torn out of you. But you see, you have to have a desire. Every child, most of us are the children's section. When you carry a child from about four months, five months, six months, when you carry the child like this, do you notice that they are doing like this? They are bouncing. Do you notice that? What do you think they are doing? They are working on their leg muscles that they used to walk. Every child that will walk will do that bouncing. They are not just playing. They are practicing for walking. Every Christian that will make progress, you must desire. You must be desiring it. When you come to church, you desire it. When you see Momichi sing, desire to sing like Momichi. You must desire it. You see a couple, you know, the man is faithful to the wife. The wife, you desire it. You desire it. You see a child living holy, pure, desire. If there is no desire, there can't be growth. There must be desire. There must be desire. That's the privilege you have. And God being faithful will grant you that desire. But the enemy will try to make you don't even bother. Don't even bother. Don't you, oh, don't, don't even bother. Oh. And that's where all those things come up about, you know, you know, the world has changed. The world may change as much as it wants to change. But the word of God remains the same. Oh, yes, yeah, so oh, the world has changed. I leave all those old school things. I mean, you have to face reality. Yes, the reality every man is going to face is that someday we'll all stand before the judgment seat. That's the reality. So the earlier you live in light of it, the better for you. This morning I've come to tell you, you are born into the faith and you have the privilege of growing. And nobody can deny it. Just like we say, if I.D. Sachs has a child today, I bet you that child will play Sachs better than him. Because even though that child can't see, can't play anything, he will order his or her life in a way that that child is taught that process over time, over time. The same way you that are here today, God has begotten you. And you can tell how great, how far, how high God wants to take you. Let's bow our heads as we go to the Lord in prayer. The Bible says to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, Above all that we could ask or imagine, he said, according to the power that works in us. You know the power that works in us? It is the spirit of Christ. It is the seed of Christ inside of us. You're desiring. 
This ought not to be so. I go to church. Why should I go to the house of fornication? I go to church. Why should I corrupt my hands with bribery? I go to church. Why should I defile my body? Why should I do this? Why shouldn't I? I mean, I am born again. You see, Christ has washed me. The blood has spoken over me. I've been forgiven. Why should I continue in this path? You see, that's what it is. And God, now the Bible says, is able to do for you much more, much more, exceedingly abundantly okay i'm so poor and wretched but i can tell you god is saying to you you can come out of it you can come out of it you don't have to continue in that situation why because the promise of god is there the provision of god is there the mercy of god is there the goodness of god is there this morning i'm encouraging somebody it doesn't matter at the stage where you are progress is available you are to grow you have been born you are to grow remember the child that is walking remember the children running around now they fell many times but they are not squatting now they are not crawling now they are standing up and walking see yourself walking see yourself walking beyond the failures you're seeing today and desire it and cry to God about it say Lord no more some of us in business we are so unreliable we have no integrity in this way we fail but that is not who you should be that is your old self you don't have to continue that way you're, you're everything about you you have the privilege the bible says all things have become new why don't you drop the old things and have a hunger from today for the new things let my family know that a new man has come home let my wife know that a new man has come let my parents know that a new child has come home let my friends let my colleagues know that this is a new me resuming at work oh before i couldn't resist this oh before at the sight of this i moved already but now i've grown past it somebody needs to desire growth from the bottom of your heart you must decide I can't put it on you it has to come from the inside of you say to yourself today some things never again some things never again some of us need to delete numbers from our phones you need to change some things today this morning because you did them but it's not you you're just hearing the preach and make you understand that oh there's a time for that you should have grown out of that you should have grown out of that you should have grown out of that Let's rise on our feet. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm expectant. Praise the Lord. I'm expectant for myself. I'm expectant for you. Because with this understanding, I see that where I failed yesterday does not mean I'll fail tomorrow. That's what I've just said. I've seen that my direction is what god is concerned about and as long as i'm turned to him you know peter was asked to come and when he started coming he sank but you know he didn't drown praise god you know peter didn't drown can i tell you something else you know he walked on water after he sank because jesus didn't back him to the boat after jesus lifted him he walked on water back somebody is going to walk on water you may have sank but you will walk on water why because the bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world the places you have failed you didn't fail you know as i was preparing this was coming to me i remember some things that i, I just saw and and it made it made it made a, a mark on me have, have you been in a flight and they tried to close the door the first time it didn't close anybody seen it that's the, you know the way they jack that door? They jack it, it doesn't lap, and they open it again. And they jack it about the third time you close it. One day I saw it, I said, ah, why didn't this door close the first time? And second time, and then it closed the third time. But you see, when it finally closed, no air could pass through it. I don't know why it didn't close the first time. Somebody here, I don't know why you had not scaled this level before. But I can assure you, you will scale it. I don't know why you've not laid hold of that particular thing. Maybe you're sick in the body. I, I, I have scriptures here that the Holy Spirit didn't let me share. But, but I just mentioned that in passing because of time. Our Lord Jesus has all power. You know that. All authority. But I don't know why in mercy the Holy Spirit made 
an account there for us that Jesus spoke to a man who was blind, took him outside the city, spat on his eyes, and said, now begin to see. And the man opened his eyes. You know what the man said? He said, I'm seeing, but men are like tree trunks. You know, he had never seen men before. And trees. So, but he just said, I see just something, you know, unusual moving. And the Bible says, Jesus, Jesus, our Lord Jesus, did what? Touched him again. And when he touched him again, the man said, now I see clearly. Somebody you will experience the full thing that God has promised you. You will experience the full deliverance, the full provision, the full healing, the full restoration, the full peace. Why? Because God has done it. He's not about to withdraw it. You know some people give you a check and you have to run and go and cash it. Because if you don't cash it, there will be, be money in the account again. But when a man of integrity gives you check, even if you go after one month, because he has already given it, you will get it. This morning, I want you to go to the Lord. Tell him, Lord, I believe what you have done. I believe in the finished work. I believe in your provision. I believe in your call upon my life. If I made the righteousness of God, it will not stop as a confession. It will become my experience. If I'm called the light of the world, it won't stop at confession. It will become an experience. If I'm called the head and not the tail, it will not stop at confession. Maybe now I'm not the head, but I'm telling you, the Bible says it does not yet appear what we shall be. Today you're going to God. Tell him, Lord, I believe it. This man will change. This woman will change. I will make progress. I'm not ending here. This is not where I'm stopping. My best is ahead of me. I forget the things which are behind. Somebody is down and it's as if you're out. But I can tell you, the God you and I serve is the resurrection and the life. He can raise the dead. He can call for dead things and bring them to life. I want you to pray for yourself. The devil is a lie. The Bible says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that has exalted itself. Somebody came to church today and you settled that some things were no longer possible with you. The devil is a liar because God is saying it's just growth. It's just process. It's just application. It says go again. It says go again. It says go again. It says push again. It says try again. That's what it's about. If the children can walk after they have fallen, then I can become what God said I can become. I can become what he called me to be. Even though I may have failed several, I may have tried to do this and fail. But this morning, I rise up in faith and I lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. I said today I can. I want you to pray. I don't know what you came to church with. I don't know what the devil told you. But this morning, please tell him well, very well that he's a liar. Now you have seen that he's inside of you. All you need to do is work it out. All you need to do is work it out. All you need to do is continue. Continue pushing. Continue pressing. Continue knocking. That's why the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. That word says, keep asking. The word says seek, it means keep seeking. The word says knock, it means keep knocking and you shall receive. There's deliverance for somebody. There's somebody you have been having some dreams and today you're saying to those dreams, no more. Those experiences, no more. Oh Lord my God, you are a faithful God. I believe you. The Bible says, let God be true and every situation and every man a liar. You will not continue with that pain. A day will wake up that pain is no longer there. I am telling you, child of God, Jesus is in the house. And he says, the work I've begun, I finished it already. It's a growth process. It's a growth process. I want you to push forward. I want you to push forward in your spirit. I'm changing. I'm being transformed into the same image. I cannot continue. Mark where I am today, devil, because next Sunday I won't be here again. I will make progress. My speech will change. My conduct will change. Everything about me will change. My financial status will change. Everything will change. I want you to pray. Child of God, I want you to pray. I can't tell you what to pray about. I don't know which class they've been making you repeat, but somebody is going to get promoted. Somebody is going to get promoted. Somebody's, I want you to pray. I'm not in a hurry. I need you to pray. I need you to pray. I need you to call on God because this stronghold has to fall. This stronghold has to fall.
this stronghold has to be shattered you are coming out of it you look at yourself and the enemy says i put you here and this is where you remain tell him you're a liar i'm growing out of it i'm stepping out of it my marriage will be healed my children will be perfected everything will be perfected because this is the promise of god my nature the god's nature in me will become manifest he said my little children of whom i travel in birth until christ tell christ will be formed in me i will not continue to be who you see me as change will be visible the change will be tangible the change will be evident to all to see father i thank you begin to thank the lord because victory is yours victory is ours in christ jesus to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine according to the power of god that is at work in us according to the seed of god that is at work in us please don't get tired i need you to pray if you don't know what to pray again, pray in the Holy Ghost. Or you can pray for me that this man will become all that God has said he will be. Pray that the seed of God in me will bear fruit. Not 30 fold now, 100 fold. If there is 2,000 fold, that the seed of God, that the work God has begun. I can continue. I can continue. I made excuses yesterday. I will not make excuses today. Somebody, you have always paid school fees late. This September, God will change it. You don't have to continue. You must not find a way to beg. You find God will make provision. Change is coming. Change is coming. Yesterday is gone. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. Concerning our nation, let me announce you. Yes, we have had it rough but the Lord is an overturner he will overturn and overturn and overturn until it becomes that nation designed of the Lord why because change must happen change must happen we are making progress we are making progress we are making progress we are making progress in the name of Jesus we are making progress my family is making progress my business is making my career is my spiritual life above all the bible says beloved i wish above all things that you will prosper and be in health as your soul your soul has prospered now everything will change somebody used to watch pornographic material after today you won't watch it again because your eyes are pure now. Your eyes are sanctified. You know who you are. You used to entertain some jokes. You won't be able to entertain it. You used to put some things into your body. You will look at those things now and say, isn't my body the temple of the Holy Ghost? This thing should not get into my body. I belong to Jesus. I'm better than this. Somebody's stepping out of here, realizing I'm better than this. I'm better than this. I'm better than this. Somebody, the relationship you're in, you know it's not godly. You can't continue with it. Why? Because you're better than that. You are born again to possess your vessel in holiness and in purity. You can't continue. Christ is in you. You're making progress. You're working out clean. All those things, you're dusting it off of you. You're pushing it off of you because you are a new creation. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Begin to thank you. Begin to thank him. I see victory. I see the people of God possessing victory. Yes, I see them possessing victory over battles that have been fought. Why? Because they grow. I wish above all things. I pray that you will advance as your soul your soul has advanced something will advance everything will advance lord will bless you lord will bless you hallelujah 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 father we thank you we your people we come we say thank you we say thank you you know one of the names that God is called by is Alpha and Omega. <laughs> it means he has the final say. 
and he has said surely as i have decreed it so it shall be it will work in our favor it will work according to his plan in the name of jesus lord we give you praise as a people we thank you for the new birth we thank you for the seed of god the bible says you and i have been born again by the unquenchable unkillable undiable incorruptible seed is a seed that can die it's inside of you and all the things that are in it will manifest because you're beginning to desire it father will bless you just lift your hands and bless the lord you've been listening to a message by pastor ike Naokeke of the father's church we are sure you've been blessed we invite you to worship with us at eden center banex guarimpa expressway near next kashinkari abuja for telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.